Peace, y'all. How y'all doing? We back for another episode of the Sports Desk. I am your resident wrestling expert, Cashley, joined today by the homies Greg and Lou. Uh, so we'll get started with the show. Started with the wrestling segment, uh, starting with New Japan and their G1 Climax tournament that's kicking off. Um, so far with the four blocks, you have an A block, C block, B block, C block, and a D block. And you only have 20 minutes to make it do what it do. And they're doing exactly that. So we have a leader of the A block was the champion, Sonata, with six points. And the leader of the B block is Okada, also with six points. Leaders of the uh, C block is David Finlay, also at six points. And in the D block, we have a tie uh, for both six points at Zack Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Moving on to WWE NXT. We have a new NXT North American champion. Uh, Dominic Mysterio from Judgment Day is new champion. He defeated Wesley last week at uh, on NXT to win that new title. Um, I don't know why they would do that other than Judgment Day being really popular. But with NXT being his own entity, why take away a title from them? But <laughs> whatever. Um, followed by that is uh, WWE. Uh, it's SummerSlam season. Uh, SummerSlam will be uh, premiering on 8-5 from the Motor City in Detroit, Michigan. So um, the following matches so far have been created. So we have a three-way title match for the women's title. Asuka, who is current champion, will be facing Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. And I do just want to pose one quick question to everybody. Uh, which out of the three has the longest title reign and it's not who you think it is so just think on that for a few minutes (laughs) um moving on um the next biggest match we have on the card so far is for the wwe undisputed championship um we will have a tribal warfare match now the rules have yet to be announced but not only is undisputed championship on the line but also tribal chiefdom so if jay uso wins not only is he undisputed champion but he's also the new tribal chief. So that should be really interesting. Um, Followed by that, we have yet another match with Cody and Brock Lesnar. Um, I don't really care to see that again. (laughs) There's not much they can really tell going forward, but that so far is the SummerSlam match. And like I said, that's on 8-5, so that's about a week away. Um, Next up, we have... Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to say this. Um, if no one goes to Otis, I'm kind of like disappointed in some of the Are you breaking up a little bit? They you got know? you in the Matrix. Of course. Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah, stereo hating on you again. <laughs> okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know what happened, but because I heard it from my Google TV, I was like, wait, why? Mm-hmm. Either way. But oh. just look at the comparison of last year's SummerSlam and this year's mm-hmm. SummerSlam, and you're going to be like, where did they fall off? So, yeah. yeah. Um, very unimpressed so far. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, another another part that may be interesting is the United States Championship picture. 
Um, Rey Mysterio will face Santos Escobar, both from the LWO um, faction. And they will meet to decide who will face Austin Theory, also possibly at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. Um, hopefully Santos will uh, win that and then he can go on to win the title. He's a lot more interesting than Austin Theory. But uh, moving on to uh, AEW Ring of Honor. Uh, Aussie Open is the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Shout out to them. Mark Davis was out for a while with a really bad knee injury. So now they were able to pick up and win those uh, Ring of Honor championships. Also, shout out to Athena and Willow Nightingale. They had a really fire match last Saturday for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, and it was just awesome. So shout out to them. And of course, Athena was able to retain the championship. So uh, shout out to them. Um, also on the AEW front, um, there was a recent band moves list that was introduced by Tony Khan. Um, and as reported by Fightful, uh, there was the set of band moves and then there's a set of moves that requires coach approval. Now, some of these band moves include uh, bleeding in the crowd, uh, grabbing food from fans in the crowd, um, physically interacting with the crowd, um, and I think those those kinds of things are more so to protect the company from any kind of liabilities because um in I would say within a year or so there have been some uh lawsuits or some complaints uh from some of the fans based on you know them getting hurt or getting blood on them, which isn't sanitary at all. So it's good that they instituted that. But also a part of that ban list would include uh, unprotected chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs, and seizure cells, and things like that. Um, next up is a list of moves that are approved by a coach. Uh, so that will be uh, spots and bumps on the ring apron and on the outside, uh, pile driver tombstones, high risk dives. So that would be your 450s, your 630s, your double moon salts. Um, also, uh, intentional bleeding. Um, <laughs> so Mox is pretty safe there. So we'll still see That's Mox crazy. week after week. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, thumbtacks, skewers, barbed wire, other sharp puncturing objects, uh, choking, strangling, or hanging spots. Um, I personally don't like those hanging spots. They need to ban them all together. Yeah. I mean, I'm black. I don't want to see anybody hang. So, um, (laughs) yeah, any physicality involving uh, referees, managers, extra celebrities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's really important to report it that way because uh, people immediately heard ban list and they thought they were just banning a bunch of stuff. No, they were just banning some stuff important uh, as far as... uh, fan interactions with the wrestlers during matches but for the most part they just want approvals on other stuff so i don't think you'll see too much changes as far as um what's going to happen in the ring so but yeah that's pretty much uh the wrestling segment uh back Mm. to you greg Okay. Well, thank you, Cashley. Like, it's different because I'm actually speaking and Q isn't. Shout out to Q. He'll be back on in a few weeks. He's doing a couple things. Shout out to him. Uh, Again, 
we're going to make this one one of those shows. And you're like, what the fuck? Did we have a show? Yes, you had a show. I know it's been a month and a half since we had a show. This shit is going to be a breeze because we have lives just like y'all do. And why yeah. not come back after a month and a half off with a, a really like concise, just like straight to the point podcast, right? With that being said, mm-hmm. let's get to the NBA real quick. Um, when it comes to the NBA, we're not going to talk about, you know, too much because nothing's really happened in the offseason. The last time we did a show, we were talking about the conference finals. We never talked about the NBA finals. And it doesn't matter because guess what? We are in the summer. And if you do not watch the NBA or you don't know how to Google, then guess what? That is on you. So we're not going to talk about winners, losing, nothing like that. We are trying to get towards the football season. So while we have to talk about the NBA, we only have three things to talk about. Number one. Michael Jordan decided that he was going to sell the Charlotte Hornets for $3 billion. Um, what I like to do for at least the NBA segment is if we can try to keep it to 90 seconds of topic, then we can just breeze on by. Um, I think that would be kind of like, what is it? Um, uh, pardon the interruption. I think that's what it is. Uh, PTI 180. Yeah. Sorry. 90 seconds. Let's just give our quick thoughts. And when I say 90 seconds, each person, not just like the entire fucking thing is 90 seconds. So, Lou, um, without going into the article and everything about that, because we already have our notes, right? So Michael Jordan apparently is, you know, got his sale approved for $3.8 billion, right? Now, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you feel about this? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are your thoughts? Well, it's not like Jordan needs the money. I know that. Um, do you think he has interest in buying another team? I think he does. I, I think he, you know, even though we haven't got to the NFL, I think mm-hmm. he wants to be a minority partner in Washington. I really think okay. he does. And the reason I why mean, it magic, you know, but uh, again, we'll get to that. But when it comes to NBA, I don't think he, I don't say he doesn't think, but I feel as though Jordan realizes the money he's getting right now is the most someone may get. That's the most for now. $3 billion for a losing franchise is a lot of fucking money. Right. Like when I think right. of, when I think about that as him being like, even then he was a minority partner. Like he, he owned the Charlotte, you know, Bobcats and then the Hornets, he became a minority partner. But when I see it, I'm like, okay, like $3 billion. Are they worth that? And I'm not saying North Carolina and Charlotte is just not worth that amount of money. It's like, where can you go from there? Because to me, I just feel like they are like the Detroit Lions of the NBA. So if they're worth $3 billion, how much are the Lakers worth? How much right. are the Celtics worth? $3 billion is a lot. I, exactly. I think he got out good. Um, so, I mean, shout out to him. Like, I, again, I was yeah. trying to keep it to 90 seconds. Do you have any other thoughts on that before we move on really quick? No, I don't. Like you just said, good for him. Shout out to him. Um, he probably wasn't going to get it off or better than that, so he probably just took it. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, moving right along, we have Jordan Poole going to the Washington Wizards. Now, I could have easily talked about Chris Paul. I could have you know, added all the, the off-season things to the, the fold in the docket, but I don't think it really matters. And the reason why I say that is because the NBA – when you think about who's moving with who, who's pivoting to what teams, it, it's now kind of structured. Everybody wants to have a super team. Everybody wants to be like 
not even the superstar. They just want to have some compliment players. But Jordan Poole going to the Wizards, I know that Q was very excited about this because, you know, he's, he's team Washington. But Jordan Poole doesn't, in my opinion, make them a better team coming from the Bradley, you know, Bradley Bill situation. And obviously Q's going to talk about this during the preseason for the NBA. But how did you feel about Jordan Poole at the Wizards? Do you feel like it's a good thing, a bad thing? Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, I honestly, I think it's like, um, okay, great. You know, I'm, you know, if I was a Wizards fan, I wouldn't be like, you know, super excited. I mean, are they building like, cause they're in a rebuild, but are they just going to build around Jordan Poole now? That's the thing. Like it's, it's so up in the air, Lou. It's like, what do you do? You, you know, you need somebody who's going to sell seats and sell tickets, Mm -hmm. but then you're like, okay, the person who's going to do that is Jordan Poole. (laughs) It's it's something about that. And I I hate to sound disrespectful to the guy because I mean, he just signed for a bunch of money in Golden State. But if I were to give him an award that he doesn't really deserve, um, it would be the Adam Gates. Why are you still here? award? And he's no longer there. So I I feel like it's justified, right? It's like, Oh, why are you still in Golden State? You played like shit Mm -hmm. during the playoffs. So there's that. Um, your teammate doesn't like you. There's that. Um, and even outside of that, you're in Washington now. It's like, so exactly what are you here for again? Like we let Bill go. We let Porzingis go and you're here. Like, are you going to average 36 points a game? Probably not. He'll probably average like 26, which is fine. 26, 28. And there's still going to be a losing franchise that is attempting to rebuild. But you said this, Lou, for the past two NBA seasons at the, you know, at the beginning of the season, that Washington doesn't know how to just lose. Washington likes to win so many games the first half of the season that it takes them out of contention to be a top five draft pick. Which right. it, it makes no sense. It's like, yo, these, these motherfuckers won 26 to 30 games by, you know, by January. So by the All-Star break, we're sitting there like, you realize you didn't need to win these games, right? Because you already were going to lose. So, uh, again, the, I'm sorry. The only thing I see Jordan Poole doing for the uh, Wizards is leading the team in shots per game. That's it. Yeah. Agree. Agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Which brings us into the last uh, portion of the NBA. Uh, Draymond. Draymond and Jordan Poole's family. Now, again, this is a short NBA docket. Y'all got to forgive us. We a, a month and a half out. But when it comes to Draymond, he's been very quiet the entire season, even during the trade of Jordan Poole, about Jordan Poole. People have asked, and he's been very like quiet about it. But apparently Jordan Poole's father wasn't. Jordan Poole's father said, without saying, that uh, he, he doesn't really like Draymond right, at all. Um, he feels like he's a quote-unquote sucker, and that he was a reason why Jordan Poole ended up going and getting traded. Now, I think we all agree Jordan Poole got himself traded because of his terrible play. But this happened on social media. This happened on social media about, you know, the father saying what he had said about Draymond. So I'm going to, this is about a week ago because obviously we didn't have a show. But the tweet, if I can go and find it, uh, it says, I'm going to stand on this. It's some bullshit. Jordan Poole, talking about his son, JP, calls him JP, was 
his guy, and he avoided me all last year. He was soft as a bitch, and I'm standing on this, and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. He is so lame, and me and him can meet anytime he wants. This is Jordan Poole's father talking to Draymond Green. Now, here's the issue with this. What happened between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green happened in the preseason of the NBA of 2022. You had an entire season to address this shit, and you didn't. The moment your son gets traded and leaves, and he's literally across, you know, the United States. The country, yeah. <laughs> now you want to speak. Right, right. So, so Draymond Green says on a podcast, I just don't hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time. And you usually aren't just triggered by something that fast to that degree. I'm sorry, to that degree. This is a team. Nobody on my team is triggering me in an instant. We know stuff you don't say amongst men. We know things that you have to stand on. Now, the moment he said that shit, it reminded me of our group, our own group chat. It also reminded me of just like, like things in passing, right? Of it's like, okay, you have to own the things you say. You have to be able to wake up in the morning and realize like you made the mistake or you said some things. I'm just going to give my, you know, even though this is like the 90 second thing between the three of us, I'll just mm-hmm. say this really quickly. Jordan Poole got his money and forgot that the only reason he got his money was because he performed during the finals mm-hmm. of the year that they won. He didn't perform during the playoffs, during the finals. And they say, you know what? Let's just lock him down. Let's lock him down because if we don't, guess what? He's going to be the fuck out of here. Now he's the fuck out of here for all the wrong reasons. I, to, to sum up my opinion about Jordan Poole, I'm sure he has the potential of being a good player. But when I look at him, the way I look at him in the league, it's one of two things. He can either be, one, I'm sorry, one of three players, not two. He can either be Cal Kuzma, he can be Brandon Ingram, or he can be Lonzo Ball. It, it, it can be one of those three. Mm-hmm. And I, you can well, say what you want to say about the three of them. The reason why I, the reason why I say this is because Lonzo Ball, he's literally done nothing in two seasons, and he, I, he probably isn't going to do anything else either. He might not yeah, ever play that, again. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to play again. Um, so it could be that route with him. It could be you know Brandon Ingram, where he's like, you know what, he gets to Washington, he ends up being a star, but he's a star because everybody else on his team that are stars are injured, right? And I can see that from him as well, because Kyle Kuzma is there. It's not like Kyle Kuzma just like disappeared off the face of the planet, which brings me to Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole could be competing on who could be the star of this team, which is what my confusion is with Washington, because they just went through this three seat. What? No, four seasons ago with the, you know, um, the Bradley Bill and the John Wall situation. Who do we trade? Right, right. Who do we trade? Now they're going to do it again. It's like, okay. So either they both work out and they end up being the, the Clay and Steph for the Eastern Conference, or they just end up honestly just being the, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans when they had Lonzo. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, we have Lonzo. We have Brandon Ingram. We have all these players. We're about to get Zion. Let's just tank and just keep getting players. Washington can't do what New Orleans did. And the reason why is you can't be that that good and that bad simultaneously. So that's my 90 second spiel on it. I'm just going to shut up about it. How about you? How do you feel? Luke? 
Um, the way I see it, like it honestly makes no sense to me, like why he ended up in Washington. And I, I honestly, I think he's probably going to be their best player this season. Mm-hmm. But then I think that he he plays his ass off for the first half of the season, and then they trade him. Yep. So yep, that's what I see happening. But I mean, who knows? It's the NBA. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, with the NBA, I don't really have any awards for them. Um, Lou, I don't know if you have any awards. No, I, I was trying to structure. Nice. It's like, okay, do I have any awards? But yeah, no, I don't either. Now, moving on to the, the next to last final segment, the NFL. Um, boy, it, it, it feels like, you know, January all over again. All the news is coming out, all the shit, all the talks, all the who's going to move here, who's going to do this. When I tell you, I've been waiting for football to come back, and they have come back in full force. A fucking doozy of all the things that they have, you know, done in the last six days. All the all of this has happened in the last six days, Lou. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about, about another two three weeks before football's back on for preseason too. That's the craziest part. We are going to get through the NF. We're going to get through the entire podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's officially nine fifty nine p.m. as you're listening. You know, if you're live on stereo, shout out to stereo. But if you're listening to the podcast, you only have twenty nine more minutes to go, and we're about to make this the wildest twenty nine minutes ever. So, <laughs> instead of talking about Daniel Snyder finally selling the Commanders to Magic Johnson and their partners, Lou, mm-hmm. let's table that one because I want Q to gloat. Shout out to Q. I, I want him to gloat, but I also mm-hmm. want you to get your opinions out while they're fresh because I have mine and you have yours. So I'm going to let you get your 90 seconds up. So go ahead and just completely unload on how you feel about the commanders. Uh, okay. Number one, please forgive the dog in the background. I apologize. Um, uh, everybody has been waiting for this to happen. Everyone has been waiting for this ball to drop. It finally dropped. And I think all the owners in the NFL are happy. This is uh, over with also um, after, you know, everything that they heard about them. And, you know, how he treated employees and everything and then wanted to keep it hush. I mean, it's bullshit. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm not a Commanders fan. I'm a football fan. Mm-hmm. But there's no need for that in any workplace, let alone the NFL. Agree. I'm not only agreeing with you, I think this is what's best for business when it comes to not only this team, but the NFL in general, like there are some teams in the NFL that probably have more shit going on than we are being led on to, but Washington's shit has all been public because we've all, we all can agree that Daniel Snyder is literally like the shit stain on boxers. Like he's like the, okay, like he, he's the one just, it's visible, right? But to see not only the, the DC area happy, this weekend about the sale, but the entire NFL, like there's going to be a lot of players that had no home attempting to go to Washington because guess what? That That's the team that's going to have the money. And I'm, I'm hoping Q just gloats for like 10 minutes about this because magic 
uh, Magic Johnson's money is going to go very fucking far when it comes to the Washington Commanders or whatever they change their name to. But what they're saying is he may partner with Shaq, and Shaq owns fucking half of the United States. Papa John's and this thing and this like if they get Shaq to be on board with that, even if they don't, I just feel as though it's going to be so crazy with the Washington Commanders that we're not going to be able to shut Q up. But with that being said, my last little thing for this little portion of it is they have to win more than eight games this year. Like all the morale is like it's, it's there now. It's like all right, we got Snyder out the way. We we're just going to focus on having a good season because if we have a good season, not a tanking season, but a good season, then guess what? Like we're going to have fans like excited again because nobody wants to know that you got Snyder out of the way and then you just end up losing, right? Like nobody wants that shit. But moving right along, um, I wanted to personally talk about this because this is actually an award for me. It is the Bill O'Brien, you know you done fucked up right award. Because boy, did I fucking say it. And not only did I say it, and I hate to be that guy who's like, well, Greg was right, but motherfuckers have told y'all in the past. If you, if you listen to the show, you're like, all right, like Greg definitely said that was going to happen. And it happened. And now we're just sitting, you know, we just sit in the ether and we're like, well, damn, he's just right. Um, Giselle. Giselle. I'm, I'm talking to you, Giselle. Actually, let me just get this voicemail and then... Please don't get blocked, Aiden. If you say anything disrespectful, you will get blocked. So here we go. Hey, look, I just downloaded this app type shit. How do you get that? Uh, how do you get that blue dot by your name and shit? The blue check mark. Yes. So you have to be of some type of importance. It's just like a verified badge on all the apps. But shout out to you. What I was saying though, when it comes to Giselle, and I don't want to be disrespectful to her because we don't disrespect women or anyone on the sports desk. But I had said this when Tom Brady was playing like shit in Tampa and she decided to leave him and all these other good things, right? I said she wanted Tom to be home with the family, right? Wanted Tom to be home with the family after, you know, he said, I'm going to go back. She decided she wanted to file for divorce. Cool. That's, that's all cool and well. But we talked about it on the sports desk. Lou, tell me if I'm lying. Q had said, oh, well, she's dating their their kid's karate coach and going and traveling with him and shit. And I said, I was like, she's going to absolutely fucking hate when Tom Brady starts actually enjoying his life as a retired athlete, just enjoying life. Because all the women are going to want to fucking, when I say all the women, they're like, it's not like Tom Brady's ugly. It's not like Tom Brady just isn't like the, the goat of whatever, like, sport he's in right so she she played tom like he was stupid and boy was she wrong apparently according to this article <laughs> the fucking article is so wild <laughs> because <laughs> tom brady and arena uh Shike are confirmed to be dating now if anybody doesn't have a clue who this woman is um i can just give you a clue she's dated bradley cooper and i'm not just saying this because she dated a guy that's famous but she's a very beautiful woman who dated Bradley Cooper, and she also dated Ronaldo. Now, someone would say, how the fuck? I was like, when you like you you live a celebrity life, you start running in the same circles, right? Now, if you look at Giselle, she's a supermodel, but she ended up, you know, I don't know what it was, but she ended up trying to date her kid's karate coach. But uh, again, this is not to be demeaning to her, however, right? 
the sources say, this is TMZ, they said that after they confirmed that Tom is now dating this woman, that the sources say that Giselle is not happy at all about the news that Tom is dating a new woman. Now, <laughs> the reason why this is on the sports desk, <laughs> this is not a speculative show. We're not here to gossip. Oh, all my. I want to say is this. She gave that man hell for an entire football season. Divorced him <laughs> in the middle of a fucking scene to the point where he's like, you know what? The season doesn't even matter anymore. You're taking my... She, she took the kids and she moved back up to Boston. She started dating the karate coach. Can you imagine if you have kids with somebody and you're like, all right, cool. Like the kids have things to do. They have soccer practice, they have karate practice. And you know for a fact that the coach is trying to like bang your fucking like wife that you're going through a divorce with. What the fuck are we doing here? Like what? So, so oh, without my. being disrespectful, because I'm trying to be very nice about this. Uh, the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up right award goes to Giselle because Giselle thought that she couldn't. I'm sorry, that Tom couldn't do better than her. And Giselle is an absolutely beautiful woman as well. However, mm-hmm. the, the, the name of the game when it comes to celebrities and athletes is who's younger? Who's that, hotter that, right now? That was that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and, like, Giselle's what, like 47 or a little bit? And I'm, I'm not trying to be an ageist, right? But what I'm saying is when I see people like Leonardo DiCaprio, who could be 50 in maybe five or six years, and he's dating 19, 20-year-olds who aren't giving him these problems. He doesn't have kids and shit like that. And again, somebody's going to like take that sentence and chop it what I'm about to say. But just let me add the context to it. Tom Brady sees the Leonardo DiCaprios of the world. He sees the, the friends that he does have, like LeBron and all of them. They're in happy marriages and stuff like that. Tom Brady, now that he's retired, he, he would like to be happy. Now, he was definitely, the way it looked to me, he was definitely happy with Giselle. I'm not saying that they weren't happy. But if he would have said at, at the flip of a coin, like, you know what? I don't like that you model. And I want you to stop modeling. It wouldn't have been right. So when people were saying, oh, well, he shouldn't be playing football. He's been playing football since his his kids weren't even here when he started playing football. It's not like he just had kids and all of a sudden decided he was going to play football. His, His passion for football is the reason why the family lived comfortably. Him, you know, him, the children and the wife. And the wife definitely attributed to that because like, we're not going to sit here and act like her being a supermodel didn't mean that she wasn't making money. She was making plenty of money. But right. to be mad that your ex-husband is now moved on after you moved on three weeks after filing for divorce. She was in Mexico or some continent, some country three weeks later, allegedly, with the fucking coach. The karate coach. Let me, let me just look this up. Giselle travels with coach. <laughs> Allegedly, Giselle is dating her jujitsu instructor, Joe Quim Valentine, after the pair was spotted vacationing in Costa Rica with her children. They frolicked in the wow. water and smiled ear to ear as they enjoyed the moment overseas. If somebody were to ask, when did this fucking happen? I'm going to tell you when this happened. November 14th. Do you know what happens the week after November 14th? Fucking Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
fucking Thanksgiving. We, we gotta start calling the thing a fucking thing, bro. Like, it, yo, it, it hurts that I'm this guy. It, it really hurts. Oh my but god! The fact that you went to Costa Rica with like the jujitsu. I, I'm, I'm tanking his word, but the karate coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right. But then when you look 11, 16, 2022, the instructor wasn't just for her. He's in town for the kids. He's in town for the kids. You know what? My, my daughter's soccer coach doesn't travel with us, you know, with us when we go to different places. He doesn't just randomly fucking show up. Why? Why would you? The fucking teachers just casually showing the fuck up. Three weeks after a divorce, I, I'm, I'm going to move on because somebody's going to get upset and I'm going to get upset about it as well. But I'm going to talk about this next week because I, we have a we have a cutoff time, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not trying to ramble. So let's just move on. But Giselle, you know better. Let me just say that. Lou, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. You you said it all. She I, I like uh, her getting mad. Well, we all know why she get mad at Tom right now for, you know, dating Irina. I don't even yeah. know what her last name is. It's because she's younger. <laughs> she's younger yeah. than Giselle. Exactly. That's all. So, like, when I look at this article, like, this was TMZ months ago. While it's not 100% clear with Giselle and Joe Kim stand, they haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen any PDA, and our sources are adamant that there's nothing romantic. But here's the thing, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but just hear me out really quickly. When you're going, like, for me, like, when my family used to go, on cruises and vacations and stuff like that. We never saw our parents making out and trying to fuck each other. Cause it's weird. Cause the kids are around. They're not around the fucking cameras and shit giving PDA. Which you know right. what they're doing when they're in there, the privacy of a room that doesn't have fucking cameras and paparazzi around. They're doing shit. But here's the <laughs> issue. You're traveling to Costa fucking Rica with the karate coach. Three weeks. What does he need to travel to Costa Rica? That was like, okay, it's a free vacation, and I'm sure she paid for. It. I don't even want to do the the semantics of what is Tom paying for this? Is she paying? I don't want to do that. Three weeks after you filed for divorce, you take yourself and you and your future to be ex husband's kids to fucking Costa Rica with. The karate instructor that I'm sure he knows of because I'm sure he had to sign off on that as well. Oh, well, the kids have a karate coach. Oh, you're going. So the fact that people are mad at Tom Brady for doing what the fuck she did. November was how many months ago? That was eight months ago. Mm, Something like that. No, that was 10 months ago. Okay, 10. 10 months ago. She, She could have literally like she could be giving. Well, I don't want to put this like in the space, but she could literally give birth in a month if something happened in Costa Rica. <laughs> Just saying, if we're gonna put, if we're gonna call a thing a fucking thing, right? But again, Hello, next week, baby, a jujitsu baby. Like, you know what? That is the name of the fucking show. That is the name. Fuck the Expendables, <laughs> jujitsu baby. Oh yes, yes, you, yes, yes, Lou. Oh my god. So let, let's move on. Um, so apparently. CJ Gardner, he is injured. Um, just really briefly with these injuries and stuff like that, because I want to talk. The the meat of this show, Lou, the next like ten minutes is going to be about Pittsburgh, and this this is for Lou because mm. it, it it just really it matters to me the most. Um, 
But other things that we were going to talk about, I'll just really brief, you know, briefly touch on them. Kadarius Tony is injured, uh, but he's always injured. He's been injured since New York. I don't think we need to dive in too deep about that. Um, CJ Gardner, he's injured as well. They don't have a timetable, but we're wishing him well. Um, Saquon Barkley, I've heard a bunch of sports podcasts talking about him and the fact that, you know, he's not getting these extensions and things like that, which is where I want Lou and I to have this dialogue about someone we fucking talked about two seasons ago. And Lou Mm -hmm. said, I don't think we're appreciating running backs (laughs) the, the way that we should. Because was it two? It was a two or three seasons ago. But uh, Levy, prob- I want probably say, two. Yeah, but you you vividly remember. I know I remember this about Le'Veon. So mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell put out a statement saying that he wishes that he stayed in Pittsburgh, which Lou said nobody told you to leave. Right. <laughs> exactly. Nobody told you to sit out and. What we have seen over the past two seasons is the devaluement of running backs in the NFL. Like wide receivers, we understand like they are expendable. You know, expendable. That's why the show was called initially the Expendables. But mm-hmm. running backs have become an anomaly to the point where we look at it as though they don't really matter. Like, but when Le'Veon is wishing that he can be in the league again because he feels like he was taken for granted. And I see the Saquon shit, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, they didn't appreciate him. Right now, we're going through the shit with Josh Jacobs. Like, okay, he's not appreciated. Um, James Robinson, he's not appreciated. But more importantly, the fact that we all can comfortably agree that roughly two, three seasons ago, Le'Veon Bell was in the top 10 running backs in the NFL, and it wasn't a debate. It was not a debate. Like, when you, you, yes, you had the Ezekiel Elliott's, you had the Christian McCaffrey's, but even then, Le'Veon Bell was there. Le'Veon Bell was getting picked in fantasy drafts in the first, second round. Like, right. Like, obviously, and then even James Robinson coming off of ACL, same situation. Saquon, like, every year, fantasy football, like, we, we got to the point where I hate that Lou was right about. <clears throat> Not only Le'Veon needing to stay with Pittsburgh, their loyalty to the running back is why I wanted to have this conversation, make it the main point. So, Luke, like, right. I feel like, and you can take the floor after this, after the statement. I feel like okay. Pittsburgh is the the last NFL team that actually still appreciates the running back position in the NFL. Well, um, time will tell with that because uh, we'll see what they do with Najee Harris. Um, but as far as Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon thought he was better than the team at the time when he said, well, I'm just going to hold out. And then he made promises and stuff before the season started. You know, I promise I'll be there by week one. I promise I'll be there by week three, blah, blah, blah. And then he he just he thought he was better than the team. and. You know, anybody who knows football knows that the Steelers front office don't play that shit. Okay. Um, There's nobody that's better or bigger than the team. So they led me on to, well, fine, I'm just going to sit out all season. And he was like, all right, well, 
good luck to you wherever you go. And he ended up going to the Jets. And his career just went straight downhill ever since. Agreed. Agreed. So, knowing what we know now, I'm going to give you the same names that we put out there. If they can't get a contract somewhere, and Pittsburgh had to pick, because I always feel like Pittsburgh, they have a good eye for running backs, but they also Mm -hmm. have a history of the running backs not making it through the entire season. And I have really high hopes for Pittsburgh. I mean, I had it last year. And I I want to be right about this. So I think you and I can kind of like give a teaser to what the NFL season should be by just saying what disgruntled or free agent running back would be a good pickup to compliment Najee Harris for the season. Ugh. I, Either shoot. through trade or free agent. Well, I mean, the number one name out there right now is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I, I don't you see. I don't see him going to a team, any team, and being a number one back again. Exactly. Um, he he could, but he's also prone to injury a little bit too. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm not sure who the other free agents are. I, like, I'd need like probably a list of maybe the top five, and I could, you know, I could probably go into it a little bit deeper or better. Mm-hmm. But as far as like complimenting, I think Zeke would be all right in Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. you know, he he could probably be that third down back, goal line back, maybe. Um, but yeah, again, I, I, I need like a list of the top five free agent running backs that are out there right now. Yeah. Well, I just Googled who are the the running backs that are still uh, available free. When I say free agents, meaning like, okay, they may not be on the waiver wire, but they're still free agents. Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley. Mm, Okay. Tony Pollard is considered a free agent. They let Zeke go, and Tony is a free agent. Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams, Deontay Foreman. These are a lot of people who, like, actually, no, let me let me just look at this most recent one was from a month ago. So I'll be fair with this. Okay. Their top five, Kenyon Drake, Leonard Fournette. Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, and Lou, the one person we didn't even think about, Dalvin Cook. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot all about him, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is, that people, uh-huh. like, when I say people, meaning all five of those guys, if you had, you had them on your fantasy team in the past two seasons, and they probably won you a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I take I'm no, gonna read the list is, off again. Okay, I was just going to say real quick. All right, Delvin Cook. Uh, he's probably the one out of all of them mm-hmm. that's going to demand the most money. Absolutely. So it's got to be a team that has money to spend. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. 
I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy, but the only reason I say it is because I've seen it be successful elsewhere. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm getting mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. He would be the perfect free down back or uh, third down back. Yep. Goal line back, yeah. <laughs> and not even just that, Luke. When I look at Leonard Fournette and I think about Najee Harris, I think about the 2021 New Orleans Saints. Oh, uh, Kamara, like, Mark, Mark Ingram. My God. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything better than that. But, you know, just – and Q's probably listening. Or he will be listening. Q, he's not going to Washington at all. I do see Washington paying up, though. Because, um, I mean, they have Gibson who's injured. And, I mean, he's historically injured. But mm-hmm. if anything, they need a speed back. They will probably get Kenyon Drake because Kenyon Drake still had, you know, I think he's, what, 27? He's either 26 or 27. So he has mileage, but he's not, like, old, right? Right. But Dal- Dalvin Cook, um, I hate to be this person as a Cardinals fan, he'll probably go there because the way it looks to me, just, like, from, like, this vantage point, Arizona won't have a starting quarterback week one. So they're going to be running. <laughs> for three or four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and why not run for fucking Dalvin Cook when you can get him for cheap? You already done let go of the, the money. You let go of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. You let him go. We don't we don't know who you're gonna throw to unless Larry Fitzgerald's coming back this year, which is not happening. So there's that. Um so yeah, I would go and get him. I'm like, hey, go get him, go get Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you know, them and San Francisco have fifteen different running backs any fucking way. But, but it's different knowing that Arizona actually has a run game in Dalvin Cook, who is still capable, and he's not like injury prone or anything like that. When I say injury prone, in the last two seasons, he did have right. injuries previously. But now you don't have to put that wear and tear on Kyler Murray because you have a running back who can also catch out of the backfield. Kyler hasn't had that in the three seasons he's been in Arizona, so it's that. Um, but we, we shall see. We do our little overview of the NFL in, I think, two weeks. Then we'll get to it. Um, other little NFL news. Melvin Gordon, he signed with the Ravens. Um, Speaking of I, teams I pers- with multiple running backs. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, like, <laughs> sure. Like, that's cool. Uh, um, do, you, do you think that Chris Jones actually deserves money from Kansas City? Or do you think he's going to end up just like uh, Davian Clowney in Houston, and like you know what? Just let me go. Just just let me walk. Um, it's tough. Um, he is top one of the top what three, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, linebackers or whatever in the league, linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty million a year. That's tough, yeah. and that wouldn't even that wouldn't even be the highest paid in that position, though, would it? Nope. He said he just wants to be in the top two. That's all he cares about. The top is two. Being in the top two. Yeah, because uh. he knows for a fact he um who is that um homeboy from the Rams um he's number one uh Aaron Donald Aaron so, Donald yeah he, he knows for a fact he's not going to get Aaron Donald money but mm-hmm. he'll take I think he'll take seven million off. From what, you know, like Bleach Report and everyone was saying, it's like he'll take $7 million off, but he still would end up being number two because it's such a big gap 
between like Aaron Donald and even Chris Jones. But I mean, it, it, who, who knows? Like, like, how long has he played for the Chiefs? How many years? I, what six years? Okay, my, so he's my, already my, won what two Super Bowls with them? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you probably got to look at that front office then and be like, look, you know, I've, I've been a part of this shit too for, you know, two Super Bowl, you know, winning years. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he should get paid. <laughs> yeah. Like without him, they don't win the most recent Super Bowl. Cause it's not like, like Mahomes did good, but he didn't get, did good enough that everybody was like, you know what? Like, no, the defense won them that championship that year. So there's right. that. But again, that's just my personal take on it. Um, we, we will see in the coming weeks. Again, this is still the NFL, and we are, what, at 10.26? We got three minutes. Let's just get through it real quick. Um, okay. I was going to touch on the New York Jets and if they are as good as we believe. I'm going to table uh-huh. that one until <laughs> until we actually do the, the, the full throttle NFL thing, and that show can, will be at 8.30. Can so, I just say one thing about the Jets, please? Just one thing. Go for it. Real, real quick. I swear to you, I hope they fall flat on their face. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really do. Because yep. that you're, you're exactly right. Everybody is crowning them champions already. Like, they ain't even played a game yet. Yeah. Lou, when <sighs> you think about the fact that we, like, Q has to buy a Jets jersey this year. Like, oh, I'm standing no. on that. Like, remember, <laughs> he lost that bet. Convincingly. Right. Right. With a losing team, they're talking about the fucking Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. They're not yeah. even looking at other teams. <laughs> I'm like, you just traded Denzel, like Denzel Mims, like the one receiver that I actually believed in all season. Like, y'all let him go. Um, and I don't believe in Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And this is no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe in Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback for the New York Jets. Now, if you want to surprise me, cool. Surprise me with national games, though. And I'm sure they're going to do this. But don't give me national oh, yeah. games like them versus Houston and shit. Give me some actual national games where it's like them versus Kansas City. Week 7 or some shit. On not Thursday night football, Monday night football, or Sunday night football. I don't want a London game. I don't want a 1 p.m. game. Give me the shit because I'm, I'm with it. But The then, Jets are only going to be as good as their offensive line is. That if right their there. offensive line is shit, they're going to be shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm letting everyone know this. Um, and, Lou, I'm going to give you my sign as well because I'm buying uh, – we ha- we're getting YouTube TV, and I'm absolutely getting NFL Sunday ticket. But even outside of the Sunday ticket, Lou, I'm mm-hmm. going to be watching the, the show that's on HBO Hard Knocks because mm-hmm. the Jets are on it. Oh, that's and right. the only reason yeah, I'm that's watching right. it – yeah, only reason I'm watching it is because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be on it. He has to be personable <laughs> on that show. But moving right along to the final segment of the show, the awards. Look at this. And it's at 10:29. Trust me, we're going to get out of here in two minutes. I said 10:29. You can give us two bonus, mo- you know, two bonus minutes, right? Go. So there you go. So I've already said my award for my Bill O'Brien award, and I've given my Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here award. Lou, do you have any? Cashley, I know Cashley got some. She was talking about these in the notes. So <laughs> let, let, let's go. Let's let's go with Cashley. Cashley, what are your? Go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> yes, my first award, which is the Keep Your Bodily Fluids in Your Body award, goes to John Moxley. We don't want to see you bleed every week. 
We really don't. Every we week. know you have blood, but we don't want to see it every week. But we know we're going to. And in fact, mm-hmm. the one week he didn't bleed, I was actually concerned. Mm. <laughs> so, my I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, Lou, I'm, I'm going to let you wrap us up. I'm going to just give mine really quick. Um, my Nick Young Never Too Soon Award is going to Daniela Hemsley, who was banned from boxing. <laughs> For flash, <laughs> for flashing her titties after she won. Now, was it a delight to me? Absolutely. But yeah, apparently, the boxing world does not like that shit. And she had a great yeah. set of titties too. But great. <laughs> <laughs> if you go on Twitter, anybody who's listening, please go. Please go and look oh at these titties. They they were they were chef's kiss. So <laughs> she, she she gets that award. Um, the her the her oh fuck up God. Dean award. Uh, for the person who had one job but perpetually fucks it up no matter what. This is actually a positive award for the first time in the four years we've been literally, or three years that we've been doing this. It's going to my guy, Antonio Brown, right? And the reason hey. why Antonio <laughs> Antonio Brown <laughs> said to Adam22's wife, Lena the Plug, that he should be next because he's Antonio Brown. Oh, now, anybody who's not familiar with Lena the Plug, like they have like a open relationship where she can have sex with people and he can have sex with people, but she has sex with a black guy for the first time ever. And Antonio Brown wants to be number two. So just go ahead and look at the, you know, links will be in the show notes for this, that. <laughs> oh my and God. Can I, I don't even have I no. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. I think. All right, listen. I'm going to send a script to Hollywood. Okay. Oh no! Just like like MTV's Real World. Mm-hmm. All right, but you got to get Antonio Brown in it. Um, yes, Kanye. Yes, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving. Yes, um, just uh, just get any celebrity that just thinks that they're better than than the, you like anything. That they're better than the human race. Put them all in a house. Agreed. Just like the real world, and and, and, and film that shit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like a a, the Bachelor or Flavor of Love with like (laughs) the likes of like Kyrie and Antonio? Oh my god! But finally, this one I didn't have. It's bad. But my last award that doesn't have an award yet. Um, it it doesn't have the award yet. Uh, because I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about the article, and I'm waiting for it to like drop the second shoe, right, or drop the shoe. Um, Erica Herman, who the only reason you probably know her or think you know of that name is because she dated Tiger Woods after the allegations. She, you know, she knew of all the allegations of Tiger and still decided to date him. Tiger Woods of golf fame, right? She is apparently drop, you know, dropping a $30 million lawsuit for him because he broke up with her. Now, (laughs) If we've gotten to the point where you can't break up with someone without owing them money, that's a problem. But $30 million because he doesn't want to date you anymore? I don't even have an award for that. I, I honestly don't have an award. She might be the award. <laughs> she, she, she might end up being the, the first person to ever get the award. Um, Lou, what, what are your awards, bro? I just got one, and mine is mm-hmm. the... Uh... The, the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up award. And we're going right mm-hmm. back to my boy, Le'Veon Bell. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. 
Yeah. Uh, you want to come out here after all these years because you know your career is over. You done had a couple boxing fights and probably got your ass beat. Um, mm-hmm. You fucked up when you left yeah. Pittsburgh. You had the world in the palm of your hand. You had the football world in the palm of your hand that you could have been a superstar. Mm. And But no, you let the money get to your head. You didn't get the money you were supposed to get or that you wanted. So your mm. career took a shit. You took a shit. And now where are you at? Exactly. So, yeah. Bye-bye, Levy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's all you can have. Um, mm-hmm. Now, next week, um, it, it'll be a full doc. We'll, we'll be early. Um, I don't, you know, I know we, like Lou and I and Q, we watch boxing. I know, Cashley, you, you watched the passing too from what you had told me. But the Earl Spence and Crawford fight is Saturday. Um, and I didn't know this. I didn't know this at all. It's going to be a stack Saturday night. So you have that boxing fight on Saturday at 8 p.m. But obviously, you know, that one won't come on until almost midnight. You have UFC, which is a, a really big fight going on. MLB, they're, they're trying to figure out things. Everybody wants to figure out where, you know, Atani is, is going to end up going to. But we'll, we'll get to that when we yeah. get to it. Next next week, though, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have a full docket featuring all of us. But in closing, I'm Greg. That is Lou. That is Cashley. This has been the Sports Desk. Q, we will see you on the next episode just like everybody else. Until then, enjoy yourselves, enjoy the show, and we will see you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.